What's up, family? Happy Wednesday to you, and welcome to the Faction Powered by Bonnerfied Radio. It's your man, GB. And for the next, I don't know, 90 minutes or so, we're talking the wonderful world of pro wrestling, and there is so much to talk about as we are headed into the Elimination Chamber. We're on the road to WrestleMania. We're on the road to Double or Nothing. So, yeah, your boys are back. For an amazing conversation. Of course, I've got my good brother with me, Courtney Beard. What's up, brother? Salute, my people. We are all the way up, and you know what it is. It's another Wednesday, and the boys are back. You better know it. And hanging out with us, of course, the third member. Well, he's not, he's part of who we are. The Clack Attack. It is back. <laughs> he is present. Brandon Clack, what's up, brother? What's going on, everybody? Today is a great, great day to talk wrestling and uh, hit somebody with a chair, if possible. Uh, so, hey, so who, who are you hitting? Quick with? question: uh, Are you walking through puberty? What was that little voice crack you did there? Do you sing with Kirk Franklin? Oh my God! What? <laughs> I mean, I thought the boys were gonna start singing "You Are My Healer." <laughs> First of all, it was not that drastic. It was like, drastic. Okay, oh, it was not. And, and you know, and just for that. The guys that I had set up work for you to come do some work for, I'm canceling it. (laughs) Well, the thing that you don't already know is that they've already contacted me, player. (laughs) You're welcome. Comedy of all (laughs) of this. There's there's never a response to that. (laughs) So how's the week been, guys? Well, I I have to admit something. I, 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 you know. I, I, I made GB suffer when I was with him in Atlanta and we went from Atlanta to Nashville. I made him suffer by eating Waffle House twice. Oh, that's not I suffering. was in Memphis last week in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Uh, and I'll give you Brandon's address. Just DM me, guys. Uh, I, I, I was with Brandon there and we ate Waffle House twice. So life is always good when this Waffle House gets into my system and I can have it twice in a week. So I'm good. Oh, okay. Well, easy. GB. Yes. Maybe you can interpret this for me. You're a lot smarter than me. Courtney said, I was in Memphis with Brandon, Olive Branch, Mississippi. That's like saying I was in San Antonio, Austin, Texas. No, that's not. That's not the same thing. Don't do that. That's like, nowhere. No, you're right. It's not. You're right. That's like saying I'm in San Antonio, New Orleans, Louisiana. Don't. First off, How it can takes, you be in two different cities and states at the same time? I'm well, in Memphis, Mississippi. What? How? You, you weren't. I saw you. You were in Olive Branch at times, and then you went to Memphis at times. I'll try to correct my voice if your brain isn't I, working. Let's move on. I, I was clarifying the same way that different airports will say Dallas, Fort Worth. You can combine a city to lay out the geographical area you're talking about. That's not what you meant. That's exactly what I meant. Oh, this is common. State your case, sir. What, what, what do you want to say about your week? <laughs> See, he's gone. No, I was asking, asking to you, Prince of Offense. Well, I mean, my my week was was hectic. I had to deal with you. I'm recovering. <laughs> Getting my life back together. I'm I'm putting pieces back. 
You done stomped through here. You done taught Nyla weird voodoo Jamaican voices. I've had to cast multiple devils out of Nyla that you just introduced her to. So yeah, uh, you know, my whole family is in disarray. We're all getting back together. Guys, I need y'all to stand up for his daughter, Nyla. That baby wants a YouTube channel or her father standing in the way. Let Nyla free. <laughs> I will rock bottom Nyla through a table. If she ever has... Yeah, I said it. Mark it down. <laughs> if I was, she would be rock bottomed. If she ever comes up with a YouTube channel doing duck lips or anything that you taught her. Oh, Wait my. a minute. I did not teach her how to do duck lips. <laughs> I did not teach her. For the people out there in the cheap seats, I did not teach you how to do duck lips. Oh. I did teach you how to edit videos, though. Well, that's good, though. See? She'll need that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, and also, shout out. It was Quinetta's birthday this past weekend, and we partied hard, yeah. fam. Good. We partied hard. Good, good, good. So does that absolve you of any Valentine's Day responsibilities, or it's kind of like... She, she asked that the other day. She said, is this going to be the year that I get the same level of equal fanfare and I said my love girl listen to me no <laughs> no we're gonna get these dusty old chocolates and we're gonna go to the sizzler since you are that's ruthless man we partied all weekend well here she had me in the club well here's my thought faction followers if you if you want it, it, listen if he will say no to his wife, no wonder he calls you guys dumb. Like, he just, you know, he can't I help himself. I called everybody dumb today. Wow. You called wow. the fans stupid last week. You said they were yeah. stupid and dumb, and they got offended. But now we know like why. That was just hyperbole. It was hyperbole. Is that what that was? <laughs> Wait a minute. So, so, so you mean to tell me that that people were offended that I would call them a name? Not just any name. You called them stupid. You said they I, were I dumb. I don't, I don't think I called them stupid. See, he, he, the problem with that is we have recorded evidence. So, like, you can't just go. I don't think I did that. I have no recollection of that. Or as my father-in-law once said when we pinned him in a corner and we started asking him things he didn't want to talk about, he goes... I'm sleeping. Sir, how, I'm sleeping. Are, how are you woke talking to us and sleeping at the same time? Hey, You're man, not. I am sleeping. I am sleeping. That's why I do that. It's the sleeping. same way that Courtney's in Olive Branch, Mississippi, and Memphis. <laughs> I was describing a geographical <laughs> location. Who's ever you heard, heard of Olive Branch, Mississippi? Me neither. And when you go like back there, it looks like we aren't supposed to be back there. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, that's a wonderful segue <laughs> to talk about last week's show. Uh, good grief. Boy, last week, you know what? Every week is an amazing week. Every show is an amazing show here on The Faction. And last time we were together, we talked about Kenny Omega's future. I had a prediction. Some other folks had a prediction. We'll tell you who was actually factual on this. Uh, we talked about halftime heat. The return of the Crockett Cup, uh, and a whole lot more. So go back, check it out. It's the latest episode of The Faction available both at BonnerFiedRadio.com and via podcast wherever you check out your podcast. So with that said, new week, a whole lot to talk about today. Courtney, tell them what's up for today's show. 
Welcome to episode 152 of The Faction right here on Bonnerfied Radio. We will definitely talk A. Keep talking. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is it messed it's, up? It's it's doing its thing, but go ahead. I think you can make it through. Go ahead. <laughs> Is it the internet? I, I think so, but go ahead, man. Just don't, don't don't stop. Get it, get it. Let me see you, Doodoo Brown. Well, welcome to episode 152 of the faction right no, here on Bonafide Radio. Like we're going to discuss go, go we're going to discuss double or oh nothing cuz the tickets going to sell and oh AEW signings and NXT has new signings. Did you watch Raw? Did you watch SmackDown? We're going to discuss it all right here. But we're going to kick it off with Sick of It by Skillet. You're listening to the faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. Oh boy, we're praying for your internet. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into the faction.
the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Sick of It. And that's by Courtney Beard and his Wi-Fi. GB, give us some wrestling news. <laughs> we have so much wrestling news to start with. Um, and so I think we'll get this one piece. I shouldn't say it like that because maybe that's not fair. Uh, but we'll start with this. Uh, we have a passing in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family of WWE Hall of Famer Pedro Morales, who passed away yesterday. Uh, Pedro Morales was a significant figure in the WWE, certainly before we get to the 80s and the rock and wrestling boom. This man was an incredible, incredible performer, uh, making his in-ring debut at the age of 17 in 1959. 1970, he'd come to the WWE, and in less than a year, he would defeat Ivan Koloff to win the WWE Championship. (sighs) He was such a huge figure, the first ever Triple Crown Champion in WWE history, the first man to ever hold the WWE Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, and the Tag Team Championship. And he goes on record as the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion with the most combined days at 619 days. Let's put some things into perspective. This man held the WWE Championship for 1,027 days. That's basically three years, folks. Pretty impressive stuff. Uh, He would win the Tag Team Championship with Bob Backlund, and he would retire in 1987. He ended up commentating for WCW and WWE Spanish Announce Team, and in 1995, he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. I'd love to get your thoughts very quickly, guys, on the life, the legacy, and any memories you have of the legendary Pedro Morales. Uh, I'll go first. Pedro Morales was a mainstay in the WWF. I believe Vince Sr. really loved his look, really loved what he represented. <clears throat> He's by far the largest Puerto Rican descent wrestler that's gone to the high heights. I mean, even later on in life in the Hispanic culture, Conan mentioned him uh, in Impact Wrestling, I believe it was 2005. And he got a great ovation. Now, most people probably remember him for his in-ring ability. But here's something else that we didn't know. He trained Dory Funk Jr. of the Funk family. So he had a hand in making sure that the Funks became hot in all the territories. He was also the first Triple Crown winner in WWF history. Now, what really makes this hot is that at Madison Square Garden one night... We had the first good guy versus good guy when he and Bruno San Martino took on one another because they actually had real heat. First time the crowd had ever been tugged emotionally like that by having two good guys going at it. I didn't have the pleasure of enjoying many Pedro Morales matches. As a matter of fact, I could only remember how much his son, Pedro Morales Jr., sucked in the ring. And I said, Lord, the father had to be better than this. But I can tell you this. Wrestling would not be where it is today if we didn't have the likes of that. Plus, he defeated the Russian bear Ivan Koloff. That's huge. He did. Clack, any thoughts on uh, Pedro Morales? Yeah, anytime anyone that significant passes away, uh, I personally believe that the company feels it. And uh, 
you can't get to where you're going without acknowledging or having some type of foundation. So Pedro Antonio Morales uh, was clearly someone that was ahead of his time. And uh, you have that type of impact on the WWE this many years down the line. It's uh, it's something to be uh, noted. So definitely praying for his family as they uh, mourn the transition of uh, clearly a great man. Uh, interestingly enough, you know, I had the privilege of actually watching Pedro Morales wrestle on TV several times living in the uh, New York territory. Um, got to see some amazing moments. He was fiery to me. You know, those in the 80s would probably remember a Tito Santana as the fiery Latino. But uh, Pedro Morales had way more fire than uh, a Tito Santana. And uh, an interesting thing, Pedro Morales held the Intercontinental Championship while uh, the Intercontinental Championship was being worked on in a little city called Monticello, New York, at a uh, printing company where my dad worked. My dad actually worked on the Intercontinental Championship. Um, that Pedro Morales and Greg the Hammer Valentine and several others wore. So uh, a bit of very interesting history there connected to Pedro Morales. Certainly he will be missed. One of the first real uh, superstars of color that we can remember uh, during that era. So shout out to him. Uh, He will certainly be missed. And one of the very first WWE Hall of Famers. Remember, the Hall of Fame didn't open up until 1993, with Andre the Giant as its first inductee. So Pedro Morales, certainly one of the very first Hall of Famers for WWE, and uh, he will certainly be missed. So our thoughts and prayers go out to the family, friends, and fans of Pedro Morales. So we go from uh, passing to a whole lot of life, a lot of life indeed, in uh, lots of other places in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, One of the big things that took place in this huge wrestling weekend that has just finished is New Japan Pro Wrestling. This past Monday, uh, they brought to us the new beginning, uh, which was a big pay-per-view that took place in Osaka. I've got some results for you, including one very big one, which uh, is going to be felt all around the world. And so uh, it kicked off with a uh, six-man tag. That's uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, Kojima and Tenzan defeat Takashi Izuka, Takamichi Noku, and Minoru Suzuki. Sonata and Evil beat a wonderful team of young lions that consist of Yoshida and Shota Umino. Then Shingo Tagaki, Bushi, and Tetsuya Naito defeated Kanemaru, El Desperado, and Tai Chi. This uh, Bullet Club team of Chase Owens and Yujiro Takahashi defeated Yoshihashi and Hanma. Then you had the Gorillas of Destiny defeating Togi Makabe and Toru Yano. The uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship was on the line as Taiji Ishimori successfully defended against Ryusuke Taguchi. Ooh, my mouth's getting to work out here. Kazuchika Okada defeated Bad Luck Fale. And in the match that everybody's talking about, Switchblade Jay White defeated the eight-time IWGP heavyweight champion Hiroshi Tanahashi to win the IWGP heavyweight championship. This is a major move as the IWGP heavyweight championship returned to the Bullet Club. Jay White, the new champion. Guys, any thought about what happened in New Japan earlier this week? 
it had to happen. They have to make new stars. They lost quite a few people. And I'm going to tell you now, man, losing Kenny, losing uh, <clears throat> the, the, the Young Bucks and losing access to Cody and all that stuff, they had no choice but to do it. And truth be told, Jay White has beat everybody under the sun in the last 365 days. Yeah. So he deserves this run. and He's going to be a great champion. Yeah. Yeah. Clack, any thoughts? Uh, I don't have many concerning this matter, but I will say that if I am honest, I did enjoy Osaka as the champion. And so uh, I think that that's going to be uh, a bit awkward watching Jay White from what little bit I've noticed. So you enjoyed an entire city being the uh, champion, yeah? Did. Yes. You enjoyed a whole city. Is his, not, is his name not o- Osaka Mitsunosu? Oh, wow. Os- Osaka was the city in Japan where this event was held. You may be referring to Kazuchika Okada, who was the Okada. who was the champion uh, at this point now. It's eight months ago. He was defeated by Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega just oh. lost the title to Hiroshi Tanahashi, which is considered the ace of New Japan. And it's Tanahashi who lost the championship I'm sorry. I thought Osaka was the champion. No, no, no. Osaka was the city. Okada was the champion. But here's my concern. Here's my concern. My concern is uh, New Japan sold out Madison Square Garden uh, in less than a couple of hours. And they did that uh, with Kenny Omega as the IWGP heavyweight champion. They did that with the Young Bucks involved. They did that as Cody Rhodes was the U.S. champion. All of those championships have switched hands, and in several cases, those guys may or may not, well, there's more so of may not than may, uh, be a part of that event. They won't be a part of that event. So it's going to be interesting to watch how New Japan really rebounds from uh, the loss of Kenny Omega, the Bucks, the Elite, because say what you want, as a fan of New Japan, I am realizing how much of an impact those guys had on me watching the New Japan product. It does feel different without them there. Yep, very true. It feels different. Very true. So it's going to be interesting to watch how all of this goes down uh, for New Japan, but certainly a new era. The Switchblade era is where we are at right now. And uh, I'm certainly intrigued to see how that's going to go. So, from New Japan to All Elite, which is what the world is talking about, Double or Nothing, the big ticket announcement, took place Thursday night at the MGM Grand. Um, And, boy, a lot of our questions were answered, and yet more questions became apparent. Last week on this show, we asked the question, where would Kenny Omega show up? We've asked the question now since uh, the top of the year. I remember back in Nashville when uh, Courtney and I sat literally right across from each other having a strong debate about the future of Kenny Omega. He told me up and down, Kenny's going to take the money. He's going to WWE. Clack told me last week he's going to WWE. He's going to show up, etc., etc. And all of our questions were answered last week. Well, not only did Kenny Omega show up in All Elite, but he showed up and the graphic said Executive Vice President. So indeed, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, all sharing responsibilities 
as executive vice presidents in All Elite. So let's talk about some of the signings, and then we can talk about the fact that we actually have some matches uh, signed for double or nothing. So uh, some interesting moments happened um, last week in this whole situation. Of course, we're going to have uh, the rematch of uh, Alpha versus Omega, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega will happen at double or nothing. Um, The rumors about the Lucha Brothers are indeed true, as Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. will take on the Young Bucks. We know that Hangman Page is going to take on Pac, formerly known as Neville. We now have news about the first women's match to happen on this card. It's a triple threat match involving Dr. Britt Baker, the first signee, the first female signee for All Elite. Kylie Ray, who was announced as the second signee, and then she was interrupted by another signee by the name of Nyla Rose. We're going to get into Nyla Rose and that in just a second. But it was an interesting, interesting time. So let's just have the conversation, shall we? What are our thoughts right now on uh, some of the new signees that we've seen for All Elite? Uh, There was... um, Another one, I think his name was Sonny Rose, Sonny Kiss, Sonny Kiss, Sonny Kiss was uh, the first athlete to kind of open things up for us uh, at uh, the announcement, the ticket announcement, and there was a lot of conversation about Sonny Kiss, Nyla Rose, we'll get into that conversation in a second, but first, what were your thoughts on this big ticket announcement that went down, uh, the whole deal at the MGM Grand, what'd you think of it? It was perfect, man. It is. Per- it, it felt grassroots. It felt like they have a lot of energy. They have a lot of momentum. They clearly have money, and they have creativity and desire. You, you, you cannot stand in the way of young innovation, and they are willing to be as innovative as they need to be, and they have the players to make this thing come alive. Mm. Clack. You've been trying to ignore All Elite for a minute. What were your thoughts? Did you watch the uh, ticket announcement situation? And if so, what yes. do you, you think? Yeah, I did. Um, and, and this is going to sound funny, and I actually don't mean this disrespectful. It felt very WCW in, in its heyday. It, 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 it did. I'm not going to lie. It did. So it, it, it felt to you like, let me, let, me, let me go back to what, 1994 when they announced Hulk Hogan coming in. Uh, just not as cheesy, but yes. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it had a real WCW, so I agree with that. It did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it did. If, if I'm a part of anything uh, organizationally-wise or strategic-wise with AEW, I am taking notes of what made WCW exciting, mm-hmm. and I'm taking notes of what made it stink. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use both in the proper direction to uh, catapult AEW, but I, I, I have to admit, I was actually pleasantly surprised. Uh-huh. It, it had a, a certain kind of excitement and pop to it. It really did. Yeah, you know, it was something very special, and to your point about WCW, you know, one of the things I think we need to remember is perhaps there was no more integral figure involved in the rise and the successes of WCW than the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. Uh, the primary booker and some of the greatest ideas uh, in the history of this business came from him in both the NWA and WCW days. So to have his son, Cody Rhodes, 
heading this up is pretty amazing to kind of have, you know, again, a Rhodes versus a McMahon right now is pretty, pretty impressive. And indeed, Cody did some big things, as did the Young Bucks, the whole crew. Um, and, and I'll tell you, to to be able to garner the type of excitement that they have without a television deal is pretty impressive. Couple that with only one organized card that they've ever done, and it wasn't even done under the All Elite banner. It's a significant moment. It's a significant move. So uh, lots of huge, huge things. And the matches that they're signing, all four of the matches that I mentioned, are main event caliber matches, which is really impressive. Uh, we've got dream matches happening with the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. You've got, uh, to me, the ultimate rematch from uh, New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom last year, Alpha versus Omega, which you know they're going to tear the house down. Um but let's have the conversation that a lot of other people were having as well. Social media was a buzz about All Elite and was a buzz about this. But they also had questions about two athletes that were signed. One being Sonny Kiss. The other being Nyla Rose. Now, Sonny Kiss, some would say, is a bit of a play on the Velveteen Dream. Some would argue Velveteen Dream was a play on Sonny Kiss. Um, certainly it looks like both Sonny Kiss and Nyla Rose are representative of the LGBTQI community. Um, and certainly when you look at, uh, the Nyla Rose situation, she is the first transgender wrestler, uh, to be promoted in a major company. And so there are a lot of questions about both of those. I want to get your thoughts. What are your thoughts on, uh, Sonny Kiss, Nyla Rose? Being a part of the All Elite roster, does it have any special meaning? Does it mean nothing at all? What should we take from this? And does this pose any sort of problem anywhere in the business, sponsors or otherwise? The deafening silence here is absolutely amazing. I know both of your mics are working. Both of your internets are working. Someone's tried to mute his, his, his line. Uh, somebody want to say something, please? <laughs> GB, we know for sure my internet is working. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we do know that. Um, I'll, I'll take a, a swing. I, I think that AEW has crossed over to uncharted territory. I think that, whew, by sheer default, AEW has the potential to give WWE some trouble. Uh, Courtney? I think that they're really pushing the envelope, and I think that uh, as the culture is moving forward, they are staying in step with making sure that equality is at the forefront. Uh, Cody's really placed that on his heart and made sure that he wants the company to represent the the times we live in. And for that, it's very admirable. Uh, I believe the guy's name is Sonny Kiss. Yes. Um, we're having quite a bit of uh, discussion about him in our group chat, as many had not heard of him. So I had to go over to his Instagram, and he seems to be quite entertaining. And then there's Nyla Rose, the first uh, that we know of transgender um, uh, 
professional performer on a major wrestling uh, entity. So I'm eager to see how they'll use her. Uh, We've started having loose conversations. I'm not sure we have on the show about these intergender competitions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are they needed? Are they uh, are we sending a mixed signal by having an intergender uh, match in 2019? What are we promoting to the young Noah's of the world? Now, though that does not go hand in hand and step with Nyla Rose, it does create for me, and I'll step out here on the limb so you guys pull my coattail when you need to. I'll step out on the limb and say one of the tensions that we may find ourselves having to answer questions for, and I think it's okay for us to answer questions for because it's uncharted territory, is what happens when a person who has gone through the evolution and the transformation of becoming transgender, when they're now involved in uh, competitive sports with the gender they now associate with and they're light years better. So to my recollection, we've seen in the UFC octagon, uh, a a person who's now uh, uh, identifying as a woman who uh, was transgender, just beat the bloody heck out of a woman mm-hmm. uh, a star who actually broke a, a women's record mm-hmm. uh we're finding boxers who just beating the snot out of these people how do we reconcile that knowing that men are naturally stronger mm-hmm. than women and how will we reconcile that in the wrestling world that's a true tension that i think we're going to have to not just answer but we're going to have to pay some attention to. And what I would ask the audience to do is to uh, garner a little patience and grace as we navigate through those conversations. Give us a chance to have some hiccups and don't charge it to our heart. Possibly charge it to the fact that it's the first time discussion. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because when I was watching this as it unfolded, first of all, I was unfamiliar with Nyla Rose. But when I looked at Nyla Rose, I looked and I was like, she has some hard features, but, you know, I just I, 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 I didn't know what to chalk it up to. Certainly did not cross my mind that uh, we were looking at our first transgender wrestler in a major wrestling company. Um, so let me let, let, let's let's go here and say this. Um, no, first of all, everything that we're saying has nothing to do with ethics in terms of morality and that type of thing. I think it has everything to do with the fact that for first of all that we're seeing this happen primarily with those who were born as male who are identifying as female jumping into sports competing with other females um we've not seen this the other side on the other side of it where someone who might have been born as a female who now wants to identify as a male ends up in in some sort of competition or combat with those who were born as male i think one of the challenges and i don't know how one um accounts for this is that for all of the um uh surgeries and hormones and things like that that you can take um natural strength is natural strength and i think you know for, for those who feel as though we've never seen this before we haven't but we do recall the attitude era uh and uh, and two people particularly who three people who come to mind one is of course china 
The other is Nicole Bass. And the third is Luna Vachon. All three of them, um, we have absolutely no proof that any of them were, inter- or were, were, were transgender, and I'm not suggesting that they are. But one thing that we can say about all three of them is that they had strength unlike anyone else who identified as female that they were competing with. So much so until it only then seemed fair for them to compete against men, which is why China ended up as the first female to ever hold the Intercontinental Championship, which is why China also ended up being the first female to ever enter a Royal Rumble match. Um, We also would see uh, Luna do things. We would see. So I I would say this. I think the public felt as though it was certainly okay to see, um, you know, China up against Jeff Jarrett or whoever else, I think the proof is ultimately going to be in what kind of strength does Nyla Rose have? What kind of wrestler is Nyla Rose? Because I've never seen her compete. I have to look at some YouTube videos to see if she compete. I do know that she's only been in the business for a couple of years. So, um, you know, who, who knows? And I don't know what Courtney's saying. He's trying to talk to us, but he's muted. So. Let's try that again. GB, there are things that we could do in 95 that if we attempt them in 2019, they're cringeworthy. I agree. So I'm I'm eager to see how this is navigated because... uh, Because there are a couple of challenges. For instance... There's a ton of challenges Here's the thing. Number one, if Nyla Rose wins the match... Do we and she demonstrates Herculean strength? This now becomes a conversation. If she loses, right, and she loses in a way that is controversial, then what? So I think the proof is ultimately going to be in what is she able to do as a performer? Because at the end of the day, regardless of how you identify, we care about what you do in that ring. You know. Truth, but if she fights the men, then we are in a whole different world of trouble. Well, I think, but, but I think here's the thing, right? I'm not suggesting that she fights the man. That's not what I was saying. What I was saying was we felt comfortable in the 90s watching China fight men because we had already identified that China's strength was so far ahead of women that it wasn't any real competition. The only competition she could have was against a man. Now, we've not seen what Nyla Rose can do, so I I, I can't say what's going to work. I think that first match is going to be our determination to be able to see, yo, first of all, can she go in the ring? Secondly, you know, does she have an unusual amount of strength? I don't know what the right amount of strength is to have in this scenario. I don't know. Um... But we'll see. The other thing is Kylie Ray and Britt Baker are both great wrestlers. So it could work out where they just wrestle circles around her and she still has to ultimately pay her dues for being still fairly green in the business. I don't know. But what I do know is I think I think a couple of things. I think your 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 statement clack about this feeling like WCW is one piece, but I also feel like they have incorporated the danger of ECW. And the danger of ECW wasn't always barbed wire matches. It was some of the unusual chances that they were willing to take 
They crossed several lines. They were the first ones to have a lesbian angle. They were the first ones to really have violence between men and women. Um, and let's not forget an ultra-controversial scenario that they had uh, involving a crucifixion. So I think what what is going to end up happening with All Elite is we'll see how far they press the button and, and go uh, against the envelope and we'll ultimately see if it will work for them or not because at the end of the day, if sponsors say no, that's what's going to be a big thing. And if the fans say no, and we don't know. So with that said, we do need to take a break. This one went a little long, but it's okay. When we come back, we still have more to talk about uh, with a whole lot today, including some new signings to NXT. Um, and then we're going to talk Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw may have been one of the most interesting Monday Night Raws we've seen in a good minute on this road to WrestleMania. It certainly caused a lot of conversation in our group chat and on social media as well. But let's go to some music from one of NXT's finest. It's Bianca Belair's theme song coming from CFO. It's called Watch Me Shine. You've got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. It's me, CTP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. You're listening to the faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's not a bad thing. That, my friend, is a good thing. Bang! I'm on my own, against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down, I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now.
Announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, look everyone, Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No silly. Is in the building. You can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do Find it. out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Oh, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iPhone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. I can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise uh-huh. or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonafide Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonafide.com or via the Bonafide Radio app. Bonafide Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio, and you were just listening to Watch Me Shine. Oh, 
that's my jam about Bianca Blair. That's her theme music, CFO. All right, Courtney, jump in. Well, uh, well, okay. So well, I'll pass it to GB because we're having a good conversation during the break, and I think the listeners deserve to hear. Yeah, so during the break, you know, we've been continuing to talk about just our thoughts around uh, all, e- er, all Elite signing of uh, Nyla Rose, how they should use her. Uh, is she safe? It, you know, what what are the challenges, et cetera, et cetera. And Clack had a very interesting thought about perhaps what All Elite is doing um, right now. So, Clack, go ahead and share your thought. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was I was talking about uh, the contrast from uh, an old sermon series that I have been observing for a long time in 1997, and I'm getting ready to remix it in 2017 and i'm going to take a lot of the similar thoughts and ideas that were prevalent and necessary in that old sermon series and i'm going to bring it to mind in 2019 it's on the tabernacle but i think it's interesting i think cody unaware of of all of what i just said is using that same thought process i think this is the introduction to the gold dust revenge i think that cody is attempting to show the wrestling world how to integrate something that is taboo and use it in his perspective the correct way. Hence the gold. So wait. So when you say gold dust revenge, are you saying that you don't feel, or perhaps Cody doesn't feel like gold dust was introduced or used well during his introduction? Yes, I don't think Cody is against the concept of gold dust. I think Cody feels like he could have used it better to maximize someone's character and their wrestling prowess. And uh, I think that's what he's getting ready to attempt to do. So let me ask, how much better could gold dust have been used when he was introduced? Because if we think about it, gold dust, man, when he was first introduced, Ooh. that whole androgynous situation was so new to the world of pro wrestling. And even if you go back on the WWE Network and watch it, for however you felt then, you can look back on it now and see this was cutting-edge stuff. This was gutsy. I mean, we're talking, this is pre-attitude era. Let's remember this. This is 95, 96, um, where Goldust becomes Intercontinental Champion, um, and he's got, you know, Razor Ramon's uh, heart tattooed on his chest. You know, he's doing all these, you know, sensual moves in the ring. I mean, who can ever forget him provi- promo- um, giving CPR to Ahmed Johnson and Ahmed completely snapping? I mean, like, th- that's ground that they took that ECW hadn't grabbed. Nobody had grabbed that. So, uh, and, and he was rewarded in kind by being the Intercontinental Champion and even got a couple of shots at the WWE Championship. Um, so, how much better could Goldust have been used? I thought it was used as much as he could be. I mean, I, I mean, no. he, he was on TV every week, he was getting ratings. I mean, he was incredibly over. You know what's interesting, guys? We look at Goldust from one sexual preference. But the dude walked to the ring with Marlena. Every he did. Week. He did. He did. So he was we Prince. have to look at this from a Prince bisexual Michael Jackson type perspective. 
Well, hence the term androgynous. I mean, the whole androgyny situation is not necessarily identifying as one or the other. So, you know, I'm still waiting to figure out how he could have been used better. That's probably just the perspective of an up-and-coming promoter. Everybody thinks that they could do something better. I, I just... Cody is probably thinking, and, and you know, who knows the disdain that his brother may have had privately as the career of gold dust went forward, because then it started to get weird. Well, it got it got weird in the attitude era um, toward the end of the attitude era. But there was a lot of weird stuff that happened toward the end of the attitude era. Um, and I think then, you know, gold dust ultimately came back around to being gold dust. Um, as we know him. And again, when you're looking at, you know, varying shades of your character, I mean, The Undertaker went through a bunch of changes. You know, let's let's not forget here was a guy who, you know, obviously first came in, hardly ever talked. He was slow but fast, if you can be slow but fast, but he was. Um, you know, then he got to talking, then he turned, you know, into the motorcycle guy. And then, you know, before he was the motorcycle guy, he was satanic. I mean, like, he, he was kind of all over the place with who he was. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that it's necessarily Goldust revenge as much as it is when we start talking about things that have not been done in our industry before. Um, there's not been a transgender wrestler um, on a major stage in our industry before. That's new. Um, and even the fullness of a sunny kiss I mean, if you look at Sonny Kiss versus Velveteen Dream, Velveteen Dream, to an extent, has toned down a lot of his overtures and things of that yeah, nature. Yeah, he's more just androgynous. Yeah, you know, and and he is he he has become so charismatic that you know we don't we don't even necessarily think sexual overtones as opposed to a Sonny Kiss who certainly f- uh, appears to be full-on lgbt community so um yeah so it's it's i i I think i don't think it has anything to do with gold dust i think it has everything to do with here's what our world looks like right now we're going to reflect that and if you remember it was about a year ago when stephanie mcmahon came out and said we want to present more characters uh, to reflect the LGBT community. They had talked about trying to do some things with Finn Balor. They had talked about a few others. And the closest they got for Finn Balor was putting the, the you know, Finn Balor or Balor Club is for everyone on his, on his shirts um, with the rainbow. They had uh, at last year's WrestleMania the LGBTQ community or members of it from New Orleans um, participate in his intro, but they've not had anybody uh, in NXT or WWE at all represent the LGBT community. So I think Cody's going for some things that have never been done. And, um, and I think the thing is this, the proof will be in the pudding. I think back to Michael Sam in the NFL and how a lot of people wanted to make a big deal and say he got cut. You know, because he was part of the LGBT community. But the truth of it is he got cut because he wasn't good. And so I think at the end of the day, if Sonny Kiss and Nyla Rose prove to be worthy of the level of talent and all elite, then none of this becomes a question. That's my thought. I agree. 
So with that I said, agree. let's go ahead and uh, we we need to get the Raw recap in. Good Lord. But before we do that, we also have to talk about another big piece of news, and that is there are several new signees to the WWE Performance Center NXT. Um, and we've got a lot to talk about because one of them, the leader of the class, just spent some time right here on the faction a few weeks ago, and we kind of hinted at it. He couldn't make it public, and we couldn't either, but we can now that ACH is a member of the WWE. He's just uh, turned into the Performance Center. Other members uh, who are going there or who are there now, which is incredible, Trevor Lee, uh, who was a member of Impact Wrestling, and he was trained by the Hardy Boys. Um, also, you have Rachel Ellering, formerly known as Rachel Evers. She is the daughter of Precious Paul Ellering. She participated in the Mae Young Classic. And Karen Yu, formerly known as Karen Q, who also participated in the Mae Young Classic. And uh, she was a part of Ring of Honor. You've got some other folks from the Gridiron. Omari Palmer, who is uh, 6'3", 350 pounds, a uh, former member of the Syracuse Orange Men's Offensive Line. Um, also, you have Ricardo Miller, who is a part. Then you have Sam Shaw, who I had a chance to see at the NWA 70 event. He was involved in the tournament for the NWA National Heavyweight Championship. And if my memory serves me correctly, he was in the final match against Willie Mack. So pretty impressive stuff there. Jeffrey Parker and Matt Lee, who are a popular tag team from Quebec, known as 3.0. They are also signed, as is Nick Camarado, uh, who is an independent wrestler uh, who has worked with Punishment Martinez and Matt Riddle. Also, Brendan Vink and Jermaine Haley. Both of them are from Australia. As well, and then you have uh, Jalius, or excuse me, Jonah Rock, uh, who a lot of people have been talking about from Australia, two hundred and seventy-five pounds, um, who has worked with uh, a lot of folks, and he's been wrestling in the UK and in Japan as well. Uh, thoughts about these newest signees to the WWE's Performance Center, which I'm sure we will see in NXT sometime soon. Shout out to the homie ACH man. Yeah. Yeah, this absolutely. is huge, man. This is huge. I don't know. Maybe they'll start calling the faction the hero makers or the the star makers. Yeah. We, we, we were for two years the Hall of Fame makers. You yes. came on here. You were going to the Hall. This is true. So uh, shout out ACH, man. That This is huge. Clack, thoughts on this? Yeah, I couldn't be uh, happier for all of them. But, you know, ACH, he's obviously a part of the faction family. And uh, I cannot wait to see his debut, what that's going to look like. I'm just excited for him, man. The guy has really put in his time and uh, a lot of effort. Couldn't happen to a better guy. Yeah, incredibly creative brother who uh, I think is going to make uh, lots of waves in NXT and wherever he ends up in the WWE family. Certainly excited for that. And hey, it's a big, big deal. Absolutely big deal. So with that said, we're talking WWE. Let's have the conversation, folks, and recap Monday Night Raw. Courtney. WWE Raw was live from Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's right. Not the home of a wrestler, but the home of Bishop Marvin Sapp. It was live from the Van Andrew Arena 
and things heated up when Triple H and Stephanie McMahon demanded that Becky Lynch, the man, apologize for attacking them if she wants to go to WrestleMania. Nia Jackson, Tamina, they got things going when they defeated the Boston Hug Connection and Liv Morgan and Sarah, Sarah Logan. Sasha Banks and Bayley will enter first in the Elimination Chamber. The Lucha House Party interrupted Elias. Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, and Kurt Angle defeated Intercontinental Champion Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin. Ruby Riot defeated Nikki Cross. Paul Heyman confronted Seth Rollins and said, this isn't a prediction, this is a spoiler. To which Dean Ambrose came out and said, slay the beast. Dean Ambrose defeated EC3. The Revival defeated Bobby Roode and Scott Steiner the second Chad Gable to become the new WWE Raw Tag Team Champions. And the man, Becky Lynch, came out and said, guys, I'm sorry. Now let's talk about WrestleMania. But then the boss, the CEO, Mr. McMahon came out and said, Becky, I'm the man. You're suspended until five days after Mania. Guys, what did you think about Monday Night Raw? Uh, that thing was electric. I was so proud of Monday Night Raw. I said, you know, because I was, I, I felt like I had been the most disappointed I had ever been over the last previous two weeks. But for them to just figure out a way, and, and clearly, guys, no matter what you think about it, clearly, the McMahons are money. Uh, and you can throw Triple H in there. You know, anytime you have all three of those minds in there, in the ring, talking, Back in Gorilla somewhere, somewhere in the uh, in the locker room, you just know it's an electric show. I mean, the pop that Vince got when he came out, it was undeniable. Uh, the, the rest of the show wasn't bad. You know, I wondered if it was one of those things, GB, where everybody tries to be on their P's and Q's when the boss is around uh, and, and probably seeing the whole family around. Uh, it just felt like everyone cared more, which is problematic, side note. But anyways... I was just happy for at least one good show. But guys, I, I I had a dream last night. No lie. I meant to tell y'all about this. I had a dream last night that WrestleMania was happening. And Stone Cold and Becky came down that aisle. And they smashed that beer can together. And Becky had on an Austin 316 uh, t-shirt. And she slides in the ring. And she stuns everybody and she wins at WrestleMania. I don't know if the Lord was trying to give me a preview to a potential triple threat. But if so, I'm going to Las Vegas to bet on it. Because I think the Lord might have just given me a, a lottery ticket. <laughs> hey, I'll take that any day. That feels good. That Hey, let it not be a dream. It is so. Yeah. You know, I um, or, or a couple of things. I mean, I think a lot of us have come to the space where we've just believed like, hey, OK, we're going to have a triple threat. Right. So with that being said, um, the way this all went down is crazy. Let me just say this. And, and our good friends at uh, Suplex City uh, reminded us of this. The video of Charlotte replacing Becky from Monday Night Raw is now officially the most disliked WWE YouTube video of all time 
smashing the post mania 33 video where roman declared the ring his yard after beating the undertaker and what's crazier is this has been done with half of the views of the roman video basically the people are saying we don't want this we hate this let me tell you how i felt it's been a long time since i watched monday night raw and was made viscerally mad i was angry i was not happy about this which to some degree you could say vince did his job but i have a thought and i know that creative from wwe is listening as they tend to do so if you really want to make this work this is how you make it work you see the truth of it is not only was becky removed from the main event but it's the first time since this entire agreement that all the McMahons would run Raw and SmackDown, that Vince usurped his authority. And Vince didn't just usurp his authority. Vince overrode the word of Triple H. Triple H is the one who said, hey, you're not suspended. We're going to have this main event. And Vince clearly said, doesn't matter what they say. They can accept the apology, but I don't because I am the man. Proving again that we're not on equal playing field, which really means that Charlotte, it's Vince's choice. Triple H becomes Becky's choice. And this begins now the road to the true power struggle between Vince and Triple H for this company because Triple H is not going to continue to let Vince overstep him because it's going to ruin his ego. He's not going to be happy about it. And if all of this leads us to Vince versus Triple H for control of WWE, sign me up. Well, here, here's my, my, my thoughts. That That's a very good synopsis, GB. I honestly, I was looking at Charlotte, and I have to now that we're, I have to talk about the last two days. I'm looking at Charlotte. I'm looking at Becky, and I'm saying to myself, "My God, this is Austin Rock all over again. Mm-hmm. This is the female version of Austin Rock. Becky brings this energy to an arena that, honestly, guys, we hadn't seen since Attitude. We haven't." It, this thing is strong, and now Mr. McMahon has put himself in. I'm just waiting for Linda to pop out and say, I run this company. She's going to WrestleMania. Here's what we already know. Ronda's done. Oh, yeah. Ronnie's out. Here, here's the scary part. The scary part is this time last year, Ronda Rousey was all the talk of the wrestling world. Now, Ronda is just the, uh, R- Ronda's the proverbial third wheel in all this. She is, and she. Let me, let me tell you something. She can't win no matter what she does. Yeah. I woke up this morning, and I'm trying to find it right now. I I did my, you know, I'm getting older, so I had to do my restroom run. And by the time I go to the restroom, GB's already been up for hours. <laughs> but I made my restroom run at five thirty this morning. Do my wrestling, my restroom run. Becky Lynch is tweeting. Yes, she tweets. So Ronnie, I love when she calls her Ronnie. So Ronnie is afraid that old Char is dragging her out of the WrestleMania main event, huh? Rightfully so. We all know who was making this happen, and now I'm sitting at home watching it collapse. 
might have to do something about it. So listen, here's my thing. Is in that's on the heels of Ronda Rousey complaining about Vince McMahon. She even owns her on Twitter. Mm. Here's the thing that, that Becky Lynch is giving us that no other wrestler is giving us. We watch her on Twitter. We watch her in the ring. We watch everything she does. We care about Becky Lynch 24 hours a day now. Mm-hmm. That is money. And then Charlotte, the heel of heels. I mean, Woo. can she not just make the crowd hate her or what? And you know, Clack now loves her. I don't think he loved her. Clack loves Charlotte now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First of all, I've always been a huge Charlotte fan. Back when we were watching her at the Royal Rumble, I actually liked her in NXT. So let, let's just throw that out the window right now. But guys, tell me that you are not excited to see the dream match we've all wanted. We wanted Charlotte and Ronda. But, we've talked about that. Wait, privately. we saw Charlotte Ronda. Have we all forgotten? It was, it was a janky version of it. Was it. it was not a janky, janky version. version. Charlotte beat the it was crap a janky out of version. Ronda. How's that janky? <laughs> she beat the crap out of her. She snapped. She snapped and beat her like she stole something. But GB, didn't someone interfere in that match? No. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, Charlotte. No. Charlotte got mad and went outside of the ring and got a kendo stick and went to work. Yeah. And and it was a beautiful thing. You know, um, here here's here's where it's interesting, right? So I think I remember oh man, there's a lot of moving parts here. About two years ago, uh, when this whole thing was being rechristened to, you know, the women's division and not the divas division, uh, or no, maybe it was three years ago. You know, I know there was a point where I said that I felt like, you know, Sasha and Charlotte was our generation's flair and steamboat. And that may be true, but I like what you just said, Courtney, in that uh, Becky and Charlotte is our generation's rock and Austin. Um, yeah. But what I think is different about this, and this is the piece that we can't ignore, right? So rock and Austin did not have Facebook and Twitter and all of those things to continue Good the rivalry. Lord. Can you imagine Can you what imagine? it would have been like if they had that? So now this is so this for us keeps this war going. 24-7, and I appreciate that they don't do what some of these other folks do and say, oh, this is just what I do on TV, and uh, no, this is who they are, and because it's who they are, now we got a real battle, and so what's interesting to me is the fact that Ronda is actually fighting for her versus Becky versus her versus Charlotte, which could then signify to me that Ronda can't beat Charlotte. Oh, she can't you know, because I, here, here's the truth. I love Becky's uh, energy, but Charlotte's the greatest female wrestler of all time. Well, and when it, oh, GB, don't start this crap. <laughs> well, well, don't even I, do I'm, this. I'm just telling you now, we can't write that story yet. Oh, GB, you just admitted no. when you arrived the Sasha train. No, no, no. I no. You admitted what I that said, Charlotte was the greatest. Well, no, I didn't. You're all no, over I the didn't. Sasha train years what ago. What I said was Charlotte and Sasha was our flare and steamboat. 
and Charlotte yeah, and Becky is point, you our... trying to say that Sasha was as good of a wrestler as Charlotte. No, no listen, don't... First of all, what you're not going to do is try to twist my words like your hair is twisted. The truth I'm, of it I'm is this. Not, tru- I'm actually not. Tw- these are actually your words, no, GB. I'm no, not no, 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 no. What I'm saying but, is do you remember here's, that? here's why we can't say Charlotte is the greatest yet. Because none of us, and I repeat, none of us saw this uh, Becky train coming. None of us saw yeah, but it. Becky train is not a, is not from her wrestling. It is from her antics. She's a okay, great. Okay. Antics. So with that said, Rock's train was not from his wrestling. Austin's train was not from his wrestling. Both of them was from their antics, and they're considered the best Eggs. wrestlers alive. Exactly. No, I don't consider them the best. I, you I don't. But McMahon, McMahon calls Austin the greatest ever. McMahon called John Cena the greatest ever. Listen. You want me to listen to McMahon? Hey. What has he done? Okay. See, Courtney, every time you get a little bit of credibility, then you jump off the deep end. What do you mean by what has McMahon ever done? Why why should I listen? If it wasn't for Vince McMahon, there'd be no need for all elite. Vince McMahon... First off, because you can't talk, you you can, you're, you're out of your mind right now. You are no, out of your because mind. Because you would say Mr. McMahon said that Mr. McMahon can't wrestle his way out of a paper bag. He clearly doesn't need to know how to wrestle to be able to promote wrestling because we wouldn't be talking about the WWE, <laughs> the WWE <laughs> Network, or any of that other stuff. If you, period. TV, you are acting as brain dead as our listeners oh right my, now. You oh, really are. Now, now, see right here. This is I'm glad. You know what? We're gonna. I. You know what I need to do? I need to put together a sizzle reel of all the wonderful things that Courtney has said about our listeners. So whenever he decides, I love I, our listeners. You just called them brain dead. Uh, but it was. It wasn't like I didn't call them brain dead. Lord Jesus, strike the. Okay, so before we go to break, because we we definitely need to go to break. The revival, World Tag wow. Team Champions. I posed a question on our uh, on our Instagram page, and I want to pose it to you, gentlemen. Now, um, was this the right time for them to become champions, or was it too little, too late? They they had to do it. They, I mean, they, it, 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 they had no choice. I agree. They had no choice. They had no choice. I mean, AEW's kicking butt, man. I mean, we didn't talk about it yet. I don't know if we're gonna do it in the end. 22,000 people signed up for tickets, man. I mean, they have no choice. The Revival wants to leave. Either make them happy or they're going to leave. I think they're going to leave regardless. I think so, too. Because because so, the truth I of mean, it is, who do they have on Monday Night Raw to compete with? All the great not, tag teams right now are on SmackDown. Yep. And there aren't that many of them. Yep. Agreed. Clack, any thoughts on The Revival? Should this have happened sooner or is this the right time? Uh, definitely sooner. Uh, but, you know, sometimes that to hold too little, too late. Even if it is what someone wanted, out of spite, they have developed a taste to not want what they're getting at the point in time that they're getting it. Uh, it's very Noah esque. I want pizza. I want pizza. Well, if I don't give it to him when he wants it, well, I'm not hungry anymore. So I don't know if the revival's still hungry. Well, the, the other thing though is it's like okay. Uh, being champion when there are no real challengers doesn't mean that I'm great. But if you're champion when there's a whole bunch of amazing challengers, then your stock just goes up. You know, we yeah. when we think about the greatest 
WWE Championship reigns, we don't think about Bret the Hitman Hart in 94 because who was he? Who was there to fight? But when you start talking about great championship reigns, you go to those times filled with great competitors. And um, yeah, so this is very, very interesting. Uh, I'll be intrigued to see what happens. I personally hate that it happened for them on a Monday Night Raw after getting six chances. I think it should have happened for them on a pay-per-view. Um, you know, I hope that they bring in some competition for them to battle because uh, the last several set of tag team champions were makeshift. And the only tag champs uh, lately who were a real tag team ended up losing the championship prematurely. That would be, um, you know, the AOP. So with that said, let's run to a quick break. When we come back, we've got to talk SmackDown. And then we're going to give our predictions for the Elimination Chamber. And by the way, I should update you on the Faction Championship. Who's in the lead right now? We'll have that conversation when we come back. But right now, we are going to break. And in so doing, we're going to some music. Here's music coming from CFO, uh, representing one of the best tag teams in all of pro wrestling. It's the Usos. It's the remix to Down With That. You've got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfide Radio. I got a lot left in the tank. What's up, guys? This is Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, and you're tuned in to the faction. Let's welcome these folks to the Uso Penitentiary. It's not paranoia, it's the Uso! 
already know Soon as you feel that creep You about to get put to sleep It's not paranoia It's the Usos Domingo Mijo. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm. I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, I, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Lord. GB, oh, no, I don't know why you did that. I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did oh, that? Lord. Stan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> James. <laughs> James. The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction. It's Courtney on Bonafide Radio and the faction. GB, give us a SmackDown. All right. SmackDown Live came to us last night from Toledo, Ohio. Toledo. Known for Holy Toledo or the Toledo Mudheads. Hmm. Both of them got cheap pops last night. So. Things started off with the very controversial moment that ended Monday Night Raw, and Charlotte Flair hopped into the ring, and listen, 
She handled the crowd far better than Rhonda did when the crowd turned on Rhonda. Anyway, Charlotte praised herself and praised Vince and looks forward to uh, taking the house down at WrestleMania, which should be very interesting. Then Naomi and Carmella defeated Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville and the Iconics. And by pinning Mandy Rose, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville now enter first in the Elimination Chamber match. On the SmackDown side and on the Raw side, it will be Sasha and Bailey. Then you had Mick Miz TV, hosted by Shane McMahon and The Miz. The Usos were the special guests, and it got a little testy when the Usos issued their first, dare I say what, super kick party? Hmm. That was mighty elite of them. And so then there was a gauntlet match with all six competitors for the uh, Elimination Chamber Championship match with the winner earning the right to be the last one to enter. Randy Orton would win that match after spending the least amount of time in that match, but I think the whole world, and us too, will be talking about Kofi Kingston and his work in that match as he spent over an hour in there defeating the WWE Champion Elder Daniel Bryan, defeating former WWE Champion Jeff Hardy, and defeating Samoa Joe before losing to AJ Styles. All right, guys, let's have our conversation about SmackDown Live. What'd you think? Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston proved to us why he needs more of a push. Now, others have said, and even on this show, my counterparts, you guys have thought that Big E was the guy. I'm telling you now, Kofi Kingston is is it. He proved to me the other night he is still money. He beat your boy, elderly Daniel Bryan. Stop calling him he that. Beat he's beat a Jeff Daniel Hardy. Bryan. He's the WWE he beat a Samoa Joe. You will respect the WWE champion. <laughs> yes, you will. Oh, Goldface? Uh, Goldface no, and Weed Belt? Elder Daniel Bryan. With an he's a drug dealer. He's he is, a thug. He is an. He walks around with marijuana at all times. He should be champion. locked up and treated accordingly. No, no he's an treat him like his name champion. is Raheem or Jamal. Oh my gosh! Shame on you, Courtney. Uh, Clack, what did you think about SmackDown? Clack, I wasn't even finished. Oh, I'm sorry. You you were talking <laughs> like you were smoking <laughs> weed. So, uh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not the champion who walks around with a permanent weed belt to light on fire for when his high comes down. But well, he got beat it by Mr. Kofi Kingston last night. Did well, I say beat it? You did. See, uh huh. That that's that's that mar- marijuana work. <laughs> beat it. it. Uh huh. Yeah. I started beat speaking it. in buckwheat. <laughs> Oh, boy. Clack, what'd you think, man? Uh, I thought SmackDown was amazing. Other than Charlotte, money on the mic, I I had an overwhelming sense of joy and just flat-out just happiness for Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon looked like he was having the time of his life. And I'm going to tell you why that made me so happy for him. There was a time where Shane felt like he had to leave this country to be happy and be a McMahon. Mm. And uh, I was so happy for him. He, he really looked like he was enjoying himself. And uh, probably just because I'm in the stage of my life where I get happy seeing other people enjoy life, I was really excited for Shane. And uh, I think it made that segment pop even more because Shane wanted to be there. At least it looked like it. Yeah. So, uh, But SmackDown was a huge win. Uh, I need to recant some statements that I have said about Kofi Kingston. 
Kofi Kingston is the man. Uh, I think Kofi absolutely needs a major push and rivalry against Daniel Bryan. I think it would be money, and I think Kofi uh, has proven that he is more than skilled enough to carry the strap, specifically if Daniel Bryan's going to carry it. Mm, it is so. I am absolutely. I, I am. Th- this is a an amazing. What is the date? I need to remember this. I mean, GB, it, I've watched him wrestle before, but I don't know what it was last night. The, the yeah. dude was impressive. Well, he put I, it down. I think it's a couple of things. I think for one, um, I want to thank all Elite Wrestling for lighting a fire <laughs> under Vincent Kennedy McMahon and all things WWE. The fact that our friends at All Elite, their pre-sale sold out in 28 minutes, and um, we are certain that as tickets are on sale today, they won't be on sale much longer. Um, you know, All Elite, double or nothing, with no current TV deal, has managed to do something that WWE with TV deals can't do. WWE is, as we speak, still trying to sell tickets for their Elimination Chamber pay-per-view this Sunday. Not the case with All Elite. Mm -hmm. They're still selling tickets for WrestleMania. Not the case for All Elite. And so because of All Elite Wrestling, and as uh, it has been proven, competition is what moves Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So All Elite Wrestling is responsible for some of these new moves and nuances that we're seeing. And Kofi Kingston finally getting to be the breakout star in the New Day has been long overdue, lest we forget. It wasn't all that long ago. Probably, well, I guess it's long ago now, seven, eight, nine years ago, when Kofi finally got a push to fight Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. He hasn't had a title shot since. And he's been relegated to Intercontinental Championships tag team championships and he's done it all with a smile but let's not forget Kofi Kingston is more than a human Royal Rumble highlight reel this man can go and he gave us a Seth Rollins like performance we don't see people go an hour anymore it was that kind of performance from Seth Rollins that really really catapulted him back to being the man that we know him to be uh and I'll say this, I know many probably wouldn't give Kofi an opportunity to be WWE champion this weekend, but boy, would it make headlines if he was. And it would make even greater headlines if he somehow ended up at WrestleMania with a title shot. I don't know who ends up being uh, the man to fight for the world title at WrestleMania, but I don't think it is a far-fetched thing to believe that Kofi Kingston can be WWE champion before the end of 2019. Last night he proved he can stand alone. He can still be part of the New Day and still be a singles champion. It's possible. Let him do it. Give Kofi the opportunity and let him fly. He deserves it. Can can we talk about this? What is with WWE's infatuation with ending shows with Randy Orton? I don't know. But to, he looks old and withered. He he. Not only does he look old and withered, but I think it's a travesty that he gets to beat the former WWE champion with an RKO out of nowhere, and no, they never even touched. 
He looks like a bowl of noodles that was left out overnight. Oh God. He looks. He just looks withery. Oh. Lord. Uh, you know, I think this is just the creative side of you, but th- he doesn't look withery. I'm, he I'm does. Did you look around his eyes? No, no, no. I'm, I'm looking at him right now. He doesn't. No, yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah, he, he does. Put a screenshot in the in the in the in the, in the, in the chat joke. so we can see it. You just love a good joke. <laughs> no, he no. Shut up! Don't crap on my joke. He looks withery. I looked at his my eyes last night. and said Randy's aging. He only defended his joke. He didn't defend his point. Don't crap on my joke. You love a good joke. And when we that wasn't away, a joke. I looked. My jokes joke. come from facts. You don't know what to Randy do. looked old last night. Like when he did his pose, all I heard was. Well, Randy is old. I yeah. told you. See. I mean, he is and old, he got man. old out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, now that was funny. Oh boy, Jimmy, what are you what are you looking for? You keep rambling through various papers. Well, I'm I'm looking for something specific, so I, because I have numbers that ah, I found what I was looking for. See, if you give me a chance, I'll find exactly Boom. what I'm looking for. Praise the Jesus. And you, know. these better not be the numbers I think they are, because I shall redeem thyself on Sunday. <laughs> Well, that is the great segue, ladies and gentlemen. I'm about to lay hard times on you. (laughs) For us to talk about uh, all that's happening in the WWE this weekend. Of course, we have another big weekend. Uh, It is Elimination Chamber weekend. The big pay-per-view goes down this Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, with a pre-show beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, There is no NXT takeover to talk about. It is just the Elimination Chamber. We have this one and another pay-per-view before we get to WrestleMania. And um, I guess I should go ahead and tell us where we stand from the last set of challenges. If you guys remember when we went into Royal Rumble weekend, we began uh, really this quest for the first ever faction championship. And it was going to be based as the three of us uh, compete to see what our predictions look like. Uh, in the world of pro wrestling and to see how right we got it. So uh, I kind of want to report out on where everybody is so that we can know what's happening. So these results combine uh, NXT uh, TakeOver and Royal Rumble. Uh, The first number will be the number we got correct. The second is the number we got incorrect, hence putting our record, which is then going to kind of rank us. So... Sitting at number three right now, with a record of five and nine from NXT and the Royal Rumble, Memphis's own Brandon Clack, <laughs> who went one and four at NXT Takeover. Uh, the only one he got right, which was a good one, was the Women's Championship. Shayna uh, Baszler. He went four Why and five. Why you gotta bring this up in public? The people want to know. He went four and five at the Royal Rumble, which, you know, that was a tough one. But, uh, hey, he did it. So congratulations to uh, to him. And, uh, yeah. All right. So in uh, second place uh, with a record of seven and seven. That's actually very, very admirable. Five hundred. Five hundred. From San Antonio, Texas, it's Courtney Beard, who went two and three at NXT Takeover. 
uh, correctly predicting the NXT Championship and the NXT Tag Team Championship results. And he went 5-4 and four at the Rumble event, um, nailing a few things on that one as well. So uh, congratulations to Courtney Beard. And so that means at the number one spot, it's GB, whose ah, record you, is ah. nine and five. Um, with uh, he went four and one at NXT. The only one he got wrong was the tag team match uh, involving the Undisputed Era, as they lost to War Raiders. And he also went five and four at the Royal Rumble. So. Where we stand right now is GB is nine and five, Courtney seven and seven, and then Clack is five and nine. So that makes this elimination chamber situation very, very important because uh, obviously there are opportunities to kind of close the gap, to catch things up, uh, and to see what is actually going to happen with this. So with that said, it's prediction time. Time for us to check to see. What we're doing here, who's going to move closer to being uh, the champion and to have, what was it? Was it three quarter or three months or was it a year? I don't remember of WWE Network subscription being. It was a a three quarter G. Don't don't go that far. It was three. I'm just asking. I'm just going to remember. (laughs) We said a number of things. Three months plus uh, a championship belt as well. So this will be exciting. All right, so let's go ahead and look at the matches. This is interesting. There are one, two, three, four, five, six matches. So this will be really important um, to see where things lie. We've got Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. Uh, The Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey takes on Ruby Riot. The Intercontinental Champion Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush in a handicap match defend against Finn Balor. Uh, the Cruiserweight Championships, he's Buddy Murphy against Akira Tozawa. SmackDown Tag Championships, uh, The Miz and Shane McMahon against The Usos. Then we have the Elimination Chamber match to crown the first ever women's tag team champions. Uh, and then you have the uh, WWE Championship match in the Elimination Chamber. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, and Samoa Joe. All right. (sighs) Let's go ahead and get these predictions in and out of the way. And we will see who will be ever closer to the championship belt and three months of WWE Network subscription being paid for and most importantly being able to call themselves the first ever Universal Faction Champion. All right. Clack. You are at four. <laughs> Sorry. You are at five and nine, Clack. So let's get your predictions for Elimination Chamber. Go ahead, sir. Uh, Braun Strowman is going to defeat Baron Corbin. Ronda Rousey will defeat Ruby Riot. Bobby Lashley will defeat Finn Balor. Um, who else is there? Uh, Shane and the Miz will defeat the Usos. Um, 
What am I missing? I feel like I'm missing the Elimination uh, Chamber. There's there's the Cruiserweight title with Buddy Murphy and Akira Tozawa. Then you've got the two Elimination Chamber matches. Buddy Murphy's definitely going to win. Uh, I am also going to go with Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, excuse me, retaining his uh, title. And the women's Elimination Chamber, correct? Yes, the tag team title match. Um, man, I, I want to go with Naya and Tamina, but I know they're going to let me down. Uh, team Sasha is going to win that. Okay, Sasha and Bailey. Brandon's so competitive, he doesn't want to lose. <laughs> he really doesn't. <laughs> no more playing around. Sorry. Yeah, I know. That didn't feel good. The, the Royal Rumble, I said Hulk Hogan, and look what it cost me. Yes. Right. Hogan keeps costing you. I keep trying to tell you. <laughs> All right, Courtney, your choices for the uh, Royal Rumble. Um, I'm, I'm going to see. I'm having to use my what's going to happen at WrestleMania thought to predict this. Uh, I'm going with Nia Jackson Tamina. They're going to give it to the Samoans. Because I think they're gonna lose it. You lose the belts at WrestleMania, but they'll make them the first ever. Uh, I'm 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 saying that the Usos are gonna beat the Miz and Shane because Shane and Miz are gonna fight at WrestleMania. Um, I I, I am predicting uh, a, a a title switch, and I think AJ Styles walks out of this the Elimination Chamber the winner, so that way he and uh, DB can fight at Mania. Um, Ronda Rousey, that's a shoe in. So I'll get one right. I'm guessing Finn Balor beats Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman over Baron Corbin. Guys, we 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 are predicting this with so much sobriety. Yeah, we are. Uh, you forgot one thing: the uh, cruiserweight title, Buddy Murphy and Akira. Buddy Murphy. Akira Tozawa was over. Over as in done or over as in over? Done. Done. Okay. All right. Let me uh, give my predictions here. The last thing I want to do is come back and be on the losing end of things. Uh, I, too, believe that Braun Strowman will defeat Baron the Corbin. And Ronda Rousey retains the championship. There's just no way that she loses the championship at the, of all pay-per-views, the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view against Ruby Riot. Like, no offense to Ruby Riot, but um, I actually think that Finn Balor will win the Intercontinental Championship. Um, as good as Lashley is, I think Finn wins the championship by pinning Leo Rush, which then sets up Bobby Lashley, Finn Balor uh, at WrestleMania. Um, Definitely Buddy Murphy retains like he's unstoppable. There's no chance of him losing that championship at least till Mania, but I don't know who they bring in to take him on. They're going to have to bring somebody perhaps currently from the NXT roster uh, to take him out. Um... <sighs> this tag title match. 
I actually now I do think that at some point the Miz and Shane are going to end up battling, but I, I we we forget one important thing which I'm going to remember. So I'm saying that the Miz and Shane will retain the championships. Okay. Mm-hmm. And after I finish these and we close the book, I'll tell you why. Uh, the Elimination Chamber Tag Title Match. Hmm. 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 Man, okay. come on. We're talking. Here's my thought. Here's my thought on this. I think. I think it's going to be the girls from the Riot Squad. Wow. And I'm going to give my reasoning for that in a second. And then, yes, absolutely, positively, Daniel Bryan retains the WWE Championship. So you've heard all of our predictions, guys. Uh, it should be amazing. Now, let me give you my thought process, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, I think the thing, Courtney, that you may have forgotten is that this is not the last pay-per-view stop before WrestleMania. There is but one more, and it is called Fastlane. And I think some of these extra changes you think are going to happen are going to happen then. I think it's going to be there where we'll start to see the cracks with The Miz and Shane. Um, I think The Miz and Shane are going to get some more time under their belts as a tag team. They're going to be champions, and then they'll get into a scenario that's going to ultimately cost them the championship that will create the battle come WrestleMania. I think for the first tag team champions, it reminds me of when they had the opportunity for the first ever undisputed champion. Um, And you had Angle and you had Jericho and you had Rock and you had Austin. And the last person anybody thought would win was Chris Jericho. And then Jericho beats Austin and Rock and his career is made. I think... We set things up for Sasha and Bailey to become champions at uh, WrestleMania, but the first champions are a team nobody would ever see coming, the Riot Squad. Um, Daniel Bryan keeps his championship, but I think Kofi Kingston, I think something is something's brewing for Kofi. I mean, something's brewing. I think so, too. It's Kofi brewing. got the ghost. He, he's got, man, He's listen, his chest isn't punched in for nothing. Kofi's got something going on, and uh, I I think we see 2019 as the breakout year as a solo uh, performer for Kofi again, and uh, Kofi again ends up as champion, whether it happens at Mania or somewhere else. I think, you know, it could work out where Kofi ends up being the next to the last man in that chamber. It could be Kofi and Daniel Bryan again um, at the end of the chamber with Daniel Bryan retaining the championship. Uh, it should be very interesting to see for sure. Um, the only way to watch, of course, will be on pay-per-view. So, guys, make sure you're checking out the WWE Network uh, this Sunday. And uh, I'd love to know who you guys think will kind of walk away with the championship. The last time we asked, some people were part of Team GB, which I was pleasantly surprised to see. I'm used to them, you know, picking one of you guys. So, uh, we'll hey. see what happens. Stranger things have breaking, happened. Breaking news. Four minutes. It sold out. Minutes. It sold out. I knew it four would. Four minutes. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Twenty-two thousand seats. Yeah. And inform. Eat that clack. I'm. T- I'm telling you. <laughs> listen. 
Come on, Clack. Here's what happens. Clack, you got to admit, that's incredible. Four minutes. But here's what they did, Clack, that WWE doesn't do. WWE sets their prices and says, whosoever will come. All Elite says, what can the people pay? We're going to keep this affordable because we know we need the people's support. And so, listen, the packages that they had, they had travel packages for like $500 that included ringside seats and meet and greets. And I'll just say this, Clack, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but this whole StarCast situation is a virtual who's who in the world of pro wrestling. Jerry Lawler is going to be there, Sting, Bret Hart, Jim Ross, uh, man, there are a lot of WWE mainstays that are showing up to this. <sighs> this All Elite thing is real. It's very, very real. And, uh, yeah. It's the resurrection of WCW. No, I think it's better than that. I don't do that. Better, it's better than that. Don't do that. It is. It's better than that. Because th- what they don't have is a megalomaniac running things. And they do have some degree of structure. So uh, I think it's going to be something special. And they have partnerships. We didn't even talk about that, but shout out to them, their partnership with um, OWE, the Oriental Wrestling Entertainment out of China. They've also announced a huge partnership with AAA out of Mexico. Uh, So, yeah, it's a big, big deal happening with All Elite. And uh, I would be there, but my son is, is coming in, so... Yeah, I, I yeah, you got priorities, yeah. you know. But I will be watching on pay per view. It'll be his first pay per view. Uh, we'll be watching together. <laughs> of that I am certain. That's awful. We that's not Imagine awful. a faction two point oh, faction two point with your son and Noah. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. I can't wait for those two. To and get and hey, you 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 guys saw on Quinetta's birthday post. I may even try for a baby beard. You I never know. S- I saw that. All that talk of little, baby beard. Little shade listen. throwing trash talker. Listen. Listen. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Bring on baby and, beard. And I'm, I'm going to tell the world now. I'm going to let my son cuss. Oh, God. <gasps> what? Well, I'm going to let Yeah. All right. So here's how you can reach out to us because I know you guys wow. are going to want to reach out to Courtney. What do you want to say? Uh, uh, yeah, right. All right, here's how you can reach out to us by and way of social Quinetta media. And I would say something about it. Oh, I wish you would say something about me, let him cuss. I wish she... She must not be listening to this show, and you don't I, tell... I, I, wish, I wish she would I th- say I, something about me, let my son cuss. I am going to send the link to this show hey, to her. Hey, don't start. Yes, don't do that. GB, don't be petty. Don't be petty. Don't you just told petty. the whole world. Yeah, don't be petty. GB, don't sit. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't. Hey, 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 girl, I love you. I love you. He done put on his R&B voice now, huh? Oh, my gosh. So here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. Courtney. At C Major Beard on Instagram, on Twitter, Courtney Beard on Facebook. Do not tag Cornetta in this. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Clack. Brandon J. Clack on all of the social media platforms. <laughs> Clack lets Noah cuss. No, I know what? better no, than that. I know much no, better no, no, than no, no. that. And you, you can to get me, me at Bonnerfied. Oh, my gosh. We're so excited. So many good things happening. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter. We've got some super cool content that's coming. So uh, stay connected. And uh, we'll see you next time. Until then, it's Clack. Courtney, it's GB. We are the faction.